When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect. I'm Dave Lott. Joining me tonight is Bobby Jackson. How's it going, Bobby? Going good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. It is. Uh, it's a. It's a good night to talk Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. By the way, we're recording on Wednesday, September thirteenth. 2023 uh last night uh episode five of uh ahsoka dropped we're going to be talking about that we haven't talked about episodes three and four yet either actually so we're going to be sharing our thoughts on those as well but i think uh we'll probably mostly be talking about episode five again it just dropped a lot of excitement about this episode uh it's time to see if we share in that excitement or not so let's dig into it but how's it going, Bobby? Any anything you want to chat I mean, about before we dig into it? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, is, I would say yes, but there's not honestly a lot to talk about. I mean, normally when we do this show, we're either reviewing big movies or we're talking about stuff that's in the news. And obviously, I don't know what day of the writer's strike slash actor um, strike we're on at this point, but. It's not been a lot to talk about, <laughs> really, no. other than if you've gone to see some of the movies that have come out recently. So it, it's it's sort of dry. But, I mean, luckily we have a series like this right now that's focused on a big IP where you have something like Star Wars that a lot of people care about that we can actually have a, a, a water cooler kind of show right now. So it's it's helping us for, for sure yeah. to be able to have something to talk about. Right, you're right, because because of the strikes, it is other than some movies are coming out, but not a lot right now, and as studios are kind of stretching out the calendar, and yeah, there's not like a ton of news <laughs> to discuss. So yeah, it's yeah. nice to be able to talk about Ahsoka since, I mean, we're Star Wars fans anyway, so it works yep. out. But um, So okay. if you... if you said you wanted to talk about three and four. Uh, I need you to lead that discussion because it feels like it's been forever since I've seen those <laughs> two episodes. So it's a little less fresh in my mind. Okay. So maybe whatever you say, I can be able to kind of jump in on certain things because, yeah, it's a little hazy, especially where three ends and four starts. I can't quite remember the the differences between what happened in which episode well before i say that and uh i just realized i should mention before we dig into any of it um i mean we're basically looking at all of our discussion on ahsoka tonight as a spoiler review um so really this conversation is geared toward those of you who have watched and are caught up on ahsoka at this point through episode five anyway depending on when you're watching this in the future but uh, yeah, if you haven't seen up through episode five and you don't want to hear spoilers, I would probably uh, uh, hold off and catch up and then come back and uh, view or listen to our discussion. So that's that's what I was thinking in terms of our conversation. I assume you agree, Bobby. But um, 100%. Yeah. Um, episodes three and four. Uh, 
yeah, we talked about episodes one and two in our last episode, which uh, overall I enjoyed. But and I correct me if I'm wrong. I think the two of us were basically in agreement about our opinion on Ahsoka so far. Like we were enjoying it. It wasn't perfect for me. There was definitely some some pacing issues where it was. Usually a lot of times I I think have problems with pacing in shows where things maybe are just too moving too quickly and things aren't given time to breathe and scenes aren't given time to breathe. And this those first two episodes were almost the opposite of that for me, where mm. it almost felt like they were forcibly trying to stretch out the time of the episodes when, you know, dialogue scenes just felt like unnaturally slow. Um Episodes three and four felt better in that regard to me. Um, episode three, I so by the way, like I went to Dragon Con, and uh, we were had just gotten or were basically in the midst of driving to Atlanta. I think actually when episode three dropped, and mm. in the craziness of Dragon Con, I actually never got around to watching episode three while we were there. We decided to just wait until after we got back, and we watched episodes three and four back to back. And I will say I'm glad I did that because when I watched episode three, uh, it felt so short and it just felt like not a complete episode at all to me. And I remember as soon as episode three ended thinking, oh man, I'm glad I'm jumping right into four. Because if I had watched this and it stopped right here and then I had a whole week to wait, like most of you, I'm sure, um, yeah. I that probably would have frustrated me. Um, but uh, overall, I, I and really, too, episodes three and four to me felt like a single episode that was cut in half. Um, and I, I almost want to look at them as one single episode. And as a single episode, I definitely enjoyed them more than episodes one and two. Um, episode four was quite good. Uh, really good lightsaber battles in that episode. Good choreography. Uh, the dialogue, I felt like, in episodes three and four was uh, was getting better than what we had in episodes one and two. Um, I enjoyed them. It felt like it was, the show was moving in the right direction, especially as episode four ended. What did you think? Yeah. As you say that now, a little bit of it is starting to come back to me. <laughs> and I, I do remember the thing, the most thing, uh, the thing that stuck out the most to me was Ray Stevenson as Balin. Yeah. And just that he made me want to learn more about him just because while he's doing things, he seems like he's one of those characters that does things that are for the greater good, whatever that greater good is to him. Um, we have yet to find out, but it seems like he has a specific thing he wants to do that in that lines up with them finding Grand Admiral Thrawn. Because when Ahsoka mentioned, or I don't know if it was Ahsoka, but somebody had mentioned the fact that um, he's he wants to start war, and he, and she, he's like Balin's like, yeah, he he will start a war, but uh, I have something else in mind, you know, like something else for the future to secure or something. Right. So it's like he doesn't care about what's going on with what. Um, Grand, Grand Admiral Thrawn will do. It's what he wants to do, which is outside of that. So that has me curious. But as far as the two episodes are concerned, yeah, I mean, episode three, I do remember it being one of the shorter ones. And I think that was out there a little bit that that was going to be the case. Yeah. And so it was kind of, 
I would say I wasn't completely caught off guard by it because of that. So it didn't feel too bad to me um, watching it that way. And I feel like every episode, because I've enjoyed it so much as a series, that anytime any of the episodes ends, I'm a little disappointed in the sense that I'm already ready for more. And I would love to have just been able to binge the whole thing because it definitely be one of those shows where I'd hit play, you know, right after the credits start going for the end of one episode to jump into the next one. So that I think that's a good thing. Um, but as far as an experience, yeah, I could absolutely see how three and four would have sat better if you just put it all as one thing. Um, I think that one of the things that you mentioned as far as the lightsaber battles, I, I feel like we're we're more so than any series so far are getting a, a good mix of lightsaber stuff and characterizations and mm-hmm. um, getting to see uh, character arcs as they're building and, and going somewhere. And so I, I think that each episode seems to build on those two things. And especially with yesterday's episode, we seem to have gotten a good amount of both for those things, especially for the Soka character. So yeah, um, Three and four, I thought were good, and as as I said, I think each episode has gotten better as we've gotten gone along. One better, two better than one, three better than two, four better than three, and for me, as sort yeah. sort of to speak about it, five better than four. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I'll go ahead and say I think I agree with that. I mean, I mean, yeah, when it uh, if we're jumping into five. Uh, so yeah, five dropped last night and it was, it felt like not only just the way episode four ended seemed to point toward man, episode five is probably going to be an interesting episode to watch. Um, and then we also knew that they were apparently showing episode five in movie theaters. It was like a fan event in certain cities. We knew mm-hmm. Dave Filoni directed the episode. So it was like, okay, and wrote it. there was a, yeah, and wrote it. So there's a buzz about episode five. Like what this is, seems like it's going to be big in some way, shape or form. I mean, big in in the way you might expect anyway, from an episode that's in the middle of the season, it's not like it's a finale or a next to last right. episode. So it was like, this seems like it's going to be big. And uh, yeah, I, I would say, I think it delivered in that regard pretty well. Um, even as someone who's not as versed on, you know, all the clone wars episodes and rebels episodes, I've watched enough of it though to still appreciate uh mm-hmm. I think what I was seeing on screen last night as I watched it. Um but at the same time maybe I'm not as well versed in it to a point that, you know, I I can't join in with the amount of people I saw that were like, "Oh, I was crying as I watched this." I'm like, eh, "I didn't cry." Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that right. emotional about this, but and I'm not saying that like there's anything wrong with that. I mean, like that if you're that emotionally invested in it, that's great. But um, no, it it I thought it definitely delivered when it came to the excitement level going into it. What'd you think? Yeah, you know, this was one of those episodes that because it was Filoni doing it, that I was going to look forward to it the most just because I jumped on Clone Wars train really late and one of the reasons, and I've mentioned it on this on this podcast before on the show, that 
One of the things that kept me away from Clone Wars for the longest time was because I resented the fact that we were having a TV series that came after Revenge of the Sith movie that came out in theaters, came and gone. And so now we're getting this period that takes place during the Clone Wars in animated form where it's like all this stuff happens, but none of it was ever mentioned in Revenge of the Sith in, right. in the sense of like, Anakin never mentioned he had a Padawan at one, at all in Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. as if she never existed and all the other different things. So it's like we're getting this whole story um, that is just being made up because it, it, it it's it's not, um, I don't know the words I'm looking for, but it basically they can do anything with a blank slate because no one ever talked about it. So it's like, did it really happen kind of thing? Because it was retroactively made or was made. And then it was like put into a place to fit into where it wasn't initially there at at the beginning. So Mm -hmm. I I didn't like that about it. And then I remember at some point, I still wasn't watching the series. And uh, I remember there being an advertise uh, a trailer for the new season that was going to be coming out, and in that new season they had introduced that Maul was coming back, Darth Maul was coming back. And I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. I'm curious to see how they would bring that character back based on the, the fact way that he, he died. Gets yeah, gets killed, and or, so yeah, the way he died. Um, I guess you're right, you're right, right. So." Um, I remember wanting to start watching it. I just didn't get around to it at that time. So it wasn't until uh, I'd say maybe the season after that that I did start to watch it. But truth be told, I didn't really start to start like really actually watching it until the series was over and then Rebels it came out. So it was during the time that Rebels came out, I was like, I'm watching this one. And I watched that when it actually first came out. And as I was watching that and getting into it, I started to go back and watch some of the Clone Wars stuff. And I think even to this day, I have not watched all of Clone Wars. I think what I did was watch the first two seasons in the episode order that they say you should because you kind of have to jump around a little bit. Um, So I watched. Yeah, it is. So I watched the first two like that. And then what I did after that was. Someone on YouTube had put out a video where there was like, these are the essential episodes to watch of uh, Clone Wars if you don't want to watch all the, you know, the episodes. And so I did that and watched all the rest. And then when that final season came out, which was like, what, a couple years ago, I think, Mm -hmm. um, where, what was it, season seven or so? I forget the season number, but that one I watched when it came out because it was on Disney plus at that time. And so it was easy enough to watch and I knew enough. So for me, what episode five of Ahsoka meant to me, it was a realization on something that was put forth when Disney first acquired Lucasfilm. And that was the fact that they said that everything that we come out with will be canon to the universe. Uh, the books, the animated shows, um, any video games, you know, everything would be canon, obviously the movies. So it been it had been a while and I'd been just waiting and waiting and waiting patiently for 
things to start to appear from any of the novels I read that would come into the movies, play into the movies or play into the series. And it, honestly, it, feel, it didn't feel like any of that was being done until Filoni came along. And then we started to get certain things in The Mandalorian that were a part of some of the novels. And one of those things being uh, Cobb Vance, um, played by Timothy Oliphant. He was a character in a, one of the books that came out during that time. Right. So this episode, to me, meant it was a final sort of a realization of what they said that they were going to do. And, and, and it's at the hands of Filoni because obviously he worked and helped guide Clone Wars and obviously Rebels as well. And so it was just that realization of getting to have all that together and done so well it, between the fact that we get to see Hayden and by the way, as far as I'm concerned, this is the best portrayal Hayden has done of Anakin, um, in my opinion, in terms of all the movies we've gotten, even the appearance in Obi-Wan. This is like, I was happy for him just because it seemed like he nailed it this time around. Like he, he was like, I am not coming out of this series without... <laughs> people being happy with this performance right. and, and I think it was accomplished and so it was getting to see parts of the where she goes into the world between worlds and, and they go through back through time and relive certain moments seeing a live action version of the Clone Wars animated series was sort of a full circle kind of head trip in that way <laughs> to see certain characters like Rex, you know, live action in that, in that, and seeing Ahsoka be young, because when you're watching the, the series, she's animated. So you don't really think too much about it in terms of how young she is. But when you see it in a live action form, it, 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 it hits different. It's a different sort of um, feeling to it. Right. Based on how young she is and being in this war. And so I just felt like it delivered on character beats. And like you said, that the action was there. And you know me when it comes to music, I'm most of the time oblivious to it. But Kevin Kiner is just so good <laughs> with the music. And it's all through Rebels and, and, and Clone Wars. And of course here, and it's just, it hits at the right moments, the right times, the right themes. And... Is just done so well that I just remember after the episode ended, I did something I can't remember the last time I did for anything Star Wars, and I clapped. I like clapped my hands. Wow! <laughs> I <was> like, yeah, <laughs> I was that happy with it that wow. I was clapping after it ended. Big smile and clapping. Nice. Do you ever have you ever clapped like in a movie theater around other people out of curiosity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think in game uh, is the yeah. last one I remember. Maybe the last Spider-Man one with uh, Toby and um, Andrew showing up, and that at the end of that movie, I think I might have clapped at that one too. But it, it's not often for sure. Yeah, I know some people are just very like, "Oh, it's so stupid," and then you know, there's both ends of the spectrum. But I'm with you. I've, I mean, I've yeah. got it here and there, and the excitement of a big movie with a bunch of people there, like, sure. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if I've clapped at home. Like, yeah, I don't 
think I have either. <laughs> Not at something. I mean, yeah, no, no. Because I was going to say maybe something Game yeah. of Thrones-ish, but mm. uh, no, I don't even think at that. I maybe think I this have. Was, Not that it matters, but. Well, and I think that the reason being is that it was sort of like, like I said, it, a realization of everything coming together in a way that felt authentic and, and Star Warsy in a way that it hasn't been Star Warsy in a while, and so it made me like appreciate it and have to clap for it because it was done in a way that I was like this is what we should be getting, you know, on a consistent basis, as opposed to how inconsistent the, the level of quality comes from anything star Wars. You would think with the name like star Wars, every time out, you have to be aiming for a 10, you know, right. even if you don't hit it every time, but that should be the, the expectation for anything that's with that, pedigree with anything that's got the star wars name attached to it so yeah this one felt like they they went for it and they nailed it so i was really happy and appreciative of that so yeah 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 you're right when it comes to star wars and some of the inconsistency of stuff that we've gotten i don't disagree at all but um yeah i may not have again like the prior investment into stuff to have like a huge reaction to episode five. But even so I, I was very impressed with it and very, very happy with the episode. Um, and I don't, I don't even know how to add any more to what you just said, to be honest. Um, uh, well, do you have any moments in it that stood out to you in, in this episode? Um, I'm trying to think of anything in particular. I mean, it's one of those things I'll say too, like, I don't know about you and I've, I've felt this way about certain movies, certain TV shows and I mean, or certain episodes of TV shows like this one, like, uh, or I'll go into a movie where like a movie will get started and it'll only be like five minutes in, but there's something about the way a movie will begin that I'll be like, wow, okay, this, this feels like this movie could be like really good or something special. Um, sometimes that happens and it doesn't play out, but a lot of times it does. I, I feel like you can get a good sense of what kind of movie you're going to get into just from the first few moments or first couple minutes. And this episode was kind of like that. Like it, even the way it started felt quite different from the first four episodes. Um, it, it felt kind of somber, but quiet and like, I don't know. There was something about the way it was shot and the the way it felt in those first few moments that I was like, okay, not only am I going into this feeling like this is going to be a big episode because of all the excitement, but it's even starting off in a way that's like, yes, this we're going to take our time. And I mean, we've already been taking our time quite a bit in these episodes, but mm -hmm. we're really going to take our time in this one. But in this one, it felt deserved. Um, unlike moments in the other episodes. Um, but it, it was just something I noticed, and then sure enough, the, the the episode delivered in the way I kind of expected from the way it felt at the beginning, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, any I really? Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was to kind of more answer your question of were there any like moments that like stood out? I don't know. I mean, everything stood out. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. there was talk about the way Hayden Christensen looked at the very end of episode four and there was already mm -hmm. like chatter like oh it's bad like 
it's again another example of like bad you know de-aging and honestly my opinion of it when i saw that i was like i don't know it seems fine it's also a very quick shot like there's not much hmm. but uh, it's dark and i don't know i thought it looked okay i didn't really think about it too much but then in this episode i was like i had no i was never looking at him going like I don't like the way this looks to the point that, you know, I think a good de-aging is when I'm going, did they de-age him or not? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't see a lot of Hayden Christensen the way he looks right now. So, I mean, maybe if I was more familiar, maybe if he were, you know, working more actively and I saw him a lot out in the press, you know, and I was more familiar with the way he looked, I would know, but it didn't really stand out to me as like bad de-aging. I don't know about you, but, um, um, well, I was just going to say to to that point, the, there is a point of comparison, I, I felt like. So we had seen him an attempt at de-aging, I would say, in Obi-Wan, because it looked odd in the sense that it they didn't seem to de-age him enough. My, in that one, at least he my still looked understanding older? was that they did not de-age him in Obi-Wan. Okay. So I think then, in Obi-Wan, it was all makeup. I don't know okay. that for a fact, obviously, but that's what I've either. heard about that show. But then that's why, at the very least, I can say that seeing how he looked in that and seeing what they did to him in this one, you can tell how good the de-aging is to the point where I feel like this should be their baseline reference of this is how good it can look. And this is what we should be going for mm -hmm. each time when we try and de-age because the, like you said, I didn't get wrapped up in trying to see like, Oh, that doesn't look right. No, it just all looked right. It, just looked fine, yeah. it was done really, really well. And as you mentioned, you know, when you were saying what stood out, one of the things I was thinking in terms of um, something you mentioned before about some of the other episodes and pacing. When I look back at this episode, I don't feel like there was any wasted moments. There was nothing that was on screen at any given time. I was like, oh, they could have cut that or they could have shortened that. Everything felt right in terms of length and what was there and what we saw. Um, I, I will mention somebody else that I, I think uh, I liked in this episode as well. And it was Carson. Um, I forget his last name, mm. but the uh, X-Wing pilot. Yeah. It reminded me of, there's people who, if, if you are on the side of defending this, then God bless you, you know, it's all good. But there are many people who, I believe it's The Last Jedi, who loved the scene in the beginning where Poe is talking to the uh, Imperial person, or I forget who he is, and he's saying something about his mom, or, or I forget. It was such a, it felt like a weird, corny joke uh, that he does um, in the beginning, towards the beginning of that movie, where he's, it's almost like a callback to Han being on the the line with the the guard, and he's like, "I'm fine. How are you?" Kind of thing. But it it, it didn't play well for me. Right. I know some people did like that. 
Whereas in this episode with Carson and he's talking to the uh, captain, I forget who it is or whoever is on the ship. Um, and he's like, oh, uh, you know, I don't think that's right or I don't think that's correct. And the banter there, that felt natural in the sense of it fit and it felt like Star Wars comedy to me more so than that post scene did. I was like, this, uh, maybe it's just a matter of comedy taste, but this one felt better and I laughed at it than more so than the one with Poe. Um, but I thought that because of that, he stood out to me once again as a character that's like, yeah, I don't mind seeing him around when he's there. I think he fits. Even his little part when, um, uh, what is it? Hu Yang was explaining about, about Jason. Uh, Kanan, and he was like, Oh, his, and Jason, and he was like, Oh, his father was a Jedi, and he's like, Okay, <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> he just, he just yeah. takes it in stride. He, and deliver, like, he delivers his funny. okay in a, in a way that, like, you know, he's like, Uh, um, okay, but fine, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it really does yeah. work. And yeah, he's also got that moment of like having to hold off the, the ships that right. you know, come in. Yeah. And and I think he, that one works pretty well as well. And I, I'm with you. He, yeah. he is he is good in the in the episode for sure. Yeah. Um Oh, were you gonna say No, something? no, go ahead. Oh, okay. One of the things that uh, I want to say that I was wrong about and happily wrong about, or maybe not wrong about, but just needed to wait a little bit longer, was that one of the things that I noticed within the first few episodes that kind of was off-putting to me was how Ahsoka's character was very stoic and just... It seems so unnatural to the way the character was in anime in animated form, and so when we get to the point where she's had her confrontation with Anakin, and she's kind of goes back into the water, almost sort of a baptism kind of thing mm-hmm. in a way, the way she lays back into it, yeah, and um, comes back out, and then she's on the ship and she's wearing the white robes. And so from that moment, when she wakes up, it's like a, not a new Ahsoka, but in a sense, a return to form of her old, the the old Ahsoka. And she's seems lighter, um, smiling. Uh, Her demeanor just is different. It's changed. And and it's like, that's Ahsoka. That's Ahsoka that I I had in my head. And so... It's like, okay, there was a an intention there to have her be the way that she was within the first few episodes because of everything that she's gone through and that we see the things that are holding her back within this episode. So it makes sense now why she was that way once we see her come out on the other side and is more sort of almost lighthearted in a way. So, yeah, I was wrong about that in the sense that um i just thought maybe it was the way she was being rosario was being told to play the character and there is some truth to that but there was a reason being that she had an arc to go through i would i i agree with what you're saying though again i'm not it's not like as i'm as familiar with ahsoka from the past but 
Um, I do feel like though, I wish the show had been doing a better job in those first four episodes at like explaining that this Ahsoka does seem off. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that in that playing into the, you know, what we see in episode five and her working through the struggles she's going through, like mentally in the world between worlds. Um, yeah. But I, I wish the first four episodes had done a better job at like, even if the other characters are like having to make comments about noticing that she seems different. There doesn't seem to be any of that other than right. I know there's no. the explanations out there, which I just I'm sorry, I don't buy into as much as a good explanation of, oh, well, this is just a time in the galaxy when things aren't that great and they're missing their friend. I'm like, Ezra's been missing for quite a while. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't mm-hmm. really buy into that as an excuse as to why she's acting the way she's acting. And I think in the end, we you know, in episode five, we see that that's not the reason she's acting the way she's acting like. But yeah. I wish those other episodes had done a better job of that, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I could agree with that as well. Um, but you're right. Like, or, she does seem to certainly change as Ahsoka the White that she is now and mm-hmm. uh, seems to be more herself, which is a nice difference. And I, I'm very curious to see how she is in these next three episodes that we have left. Yeah, totally. So, looking forward to yeah. it, for sure. It's funny. Um, one of the things that we had talked about off air was when do we think that Grand Admiral Thrawn would show up? Yeah. And I said probably either five or six. And then you said, yeah, you think it'll probably be six. Yeah. And <laughs> while we haven't gotten to no, six, we don't yet, know confirmation it, yet. Yeah. We don't have that confirmation yet. It does seem quite likely that it will be the episode that we, we will get her uh, or get, Grand Admiral Thrawn to show up because what there's three episodes left and that seems like a good place to introduce him and then I guess the question would be when do we get Ezra <laughs> at that right. point because that could literally be episode eight and so but yeah. then I mean knowing what we know about the future plans of Disney and Star Wars and where this mm-hmm. is going into eventually in a movie and everything uh, I I don't know how you feel about it. And that's when I, I want to ask you this and I'll go ahead and share my thoughts. I, part of me doesn't, would not feel shocked if it's kind of the opposite. If we actually get Ezra sooner and Thrawn, not until like episode eight. Um, I don't want that, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like I could see where like really episode eight, he, he finally shows up and he shows up back at, you know, the, the, the normal mm. Star Wars galaxy kind of proving like, yep, he is returning and that be the end of the season. I don't know. I'm not saying this. Like, I think this is definitely what's going to happen, but I think it's enough of a possibility that it makes me go, I wonder what the percentage chance is. I think it's decent. I can see where that could be the case. Um, I just only think that it's, less possible just because it seems more so than anything in any of the marketing is us especially closer towards the series coming out thrawn's name had been mentioned quite a bit and pushed forward in the marketing of the series and so i would think that he would show up more so and and you hear only ezra every now and then within it Mm -hmm. and you only would keep seeing him in the hologram 
and at least we've gotten visual contact on Thrawn and now granted that could be just the last 30 seconds of episode 8 where he's there in, in that capacity uh, the clip that we have saw because we've only seen the one of him really there so it could be but yeah I think that um, I think if they did that it probably would make a lot of people angry yeah, honestly. I would agree and so I don't think that they would, would uh, risk that. And so, yeah, I, I think more people are probably looking forward to seeing Thrawn than they are to seeing Ezra, if I had to take a guess. But um, so, yeah, I think that we'll still get uh, Thrawn before we get Ezra. Yeah, no, I mean, when this episode ended, it, I definitely thought about the fact. I'm like, yeah, I did pick episode six. And I mean, I would still say most likely he's going to show up next week. So I'm mm-hmm. like, huh, maybe I got it right. We'll see. Maybe yeah. maybe it's seven. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, but maybe. I do agree with you though. You're right. Like I I guess I would imagine if they weren't introducing him until episode eight, that they would never have shown him in the marketing. Mm-hmm. Even though we all knew he was gonna be in it, they still would have just kept it kind of secret for now, like how he looks and everything. But but I don't know. I think there's still a small chance that could happen. That's why. Yeah. Have you heard or been reading anything about any of the rumblings that there's going to be a second season that there will before the strike started and stuff that they were working on a season two? I have not heard. I did. I did. Who knows if the source was verifiable or not, like right. in terms of their uh, accuracy for rumors and stuff like that. But I think that's what I remember seeing a little bit prior to mm. maybe it was prior to this the actor strike more so than the uh, writer strike that they were uh, working on a season two for um, Ahsoka but we'll see I mean I think that if anything based on way the numbers debuted well there was numbers that debuted from I forget which source Samba or something like that maybe and then when those numbers came out, Disney was like, hold on. <laughs> it's actually a lot better than that. And so they put out the numbers for what the first episode did or the first two episodes did. Um, and then I can only imagine based on this past week's episode that those numbers will have increased to where they would probably feel even more com- comfortable and confident in what they have to be able to give us a second season. So, you know. Yeah, and who knows where that would come? Like, if it would come after a movie, would it come before the movie? Uh, who knows? I would imagine before. I mean, I feel like mm. when the announcement of the Dave Filoni movie was made at this past celebration, and I didn't get the impression from the announcement. I don't remember how they worded it that it was going to be like any time really that soon. It seemed yeah. to me that there was still a lot more on the. T- well, I was going to say the television side, but yeah, this, you know the Disney Plus streaming side that. Mm-hmm. they would do before they got to that point but maybe i was yeah, just making be. that up in my head i don't know um no, it makes sense though i also am still of the mindset that disney doesn't really have definitive plans on much of anything at this point because that's at least what they've how they've been so far so i don't get yeah. my hopes up that they actually have a plan <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well for me, it's not so much that they don't have a plan. It's like they can't stick to their plan. Or it's like that, yeah. they announce something and then, you know, a few months later, it's gone. Yeah. And so it's like, 
Yeah, I'll see it if it actually comes to fruition. Otherwise, I don't right. know if I necessarily all the way trust it. So, yeah. Um, and to the point, like, I just, when, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I just, I, I wish they would just announce things when it's actually, like, an active mm. development. Like, we have a script. This is going to happen. Not just, yeah. hey, we we're going to get Taika Waititi to make a Star Wars movie. And then nothing. Like, yeah. you know. We're gonna get Ryan Johnson to make a trilogy. Man, nothing. Anyway. Yeah, no, that. I mean, I. That used to be back in the day when there wasn't this whole new cycle and and social media and. I think they do that stuff now to garner interest, mm-hmm. and I think that stuff usually probably helps. Um, their stocks when they announce all these different things that are going to be coming down the pipeline and get investors excited and stuff like that. So yeah, I wish they wouldn't do that either, or at least minimize the amount of how far they're, you know, saying of announcing different things, like maybe announce one or two things within the next year, not, you know, five years out. Right. (laughs) So um, that would be more preferable, but yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. Uh, yeah. It's one of the issues that seems to arise within all of these bigger companies that got major IPs nowadays. But, yeah. um, one thing I wanted to ask you about is Anakin. Now I saw some people say in terms of the world between worlds, was this sort of a manifestation in her head? Or did this was this actually Anakin? Um, where do you fall on it? Uh, I definitely think I like that the show kind of leaves that up to interpretation, where it's mm. the show is not definitively saying if any of this is for real. Like, is she really in the world between worlds, or is she just in all of it in her head? Mm-hmm. You know, as she's dying or whatever. Um, and I think it's up to the audience, and I like that about it. In terms of Anakin, I guess for me, I would say I don't look at it like it's actually like the you know forced ghost of Anakin. I don't think of it that way. I think of it as like really just in her head. That's that's my point of view. I I feel like maybe that's in the minority. Maybe I'm wrong. But what about you? I think it's like you said, up for interpretation and kind of split out there. Um, when I watched it, I leaned more heavily towards it. And this was before I got online and started looking at what other people were saying and thinking, but I lean more towards it being him. Um, post what return of the Jedi version of him, you know, the more you see his force ghost kind of yeah. thing at the end. Uh, Based on two things in particular, one being the fact that um, Jason could hear the lightsabers clashing. And so I felt like unless he's in tune to what's going on in Ahsoka's head, I, it seemed like he was hearing what's going on more so in the world between worlds where she was at. And, and sort of strengthened by the fact that once Hera kind of settled in, she could hear something as well. So that to me sort of led a little bit of credence to the fact that he was actually him. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that led me to that thought was when Ahsoka says, uh, I won't fight you. 
And he says, I've heard that before. And the only time I think I know of him ever having heard that before is in Return of the Jedi when Luke tells him he won't fight him and he throws the lightsaber aside and turns it off and tosses it to the side. So I don't know how to interpret that in a different way where it could leave it up to interpretation other than unless in some conversation we didn't see off screen uh, and Ahsoka and Luke were talking and he talks about how he met his father and Mm. confronted him and that's in our head kind of thing. I don't know. But outside of that, to me, it seems like it was him because he has that knowledge of knowing that it happened with him and his son with Luke. That's a good argument. That makes sense. I also, you know, again, I hate to keep, kind of sound like a broken record but i'm you know i'm not familiar with the world between worlds i know of it of course like but i'm not to that point yet in rebels so it's not like i've i've seen more kind of i've actually watched my way through that stuff in the show so Mm -hmm. all i know about the world between worlds is what i see on youtube videos and talking to you and um yeah i i i I, I think because of my lack of knowledge of it, that's why I'm like, I'm not, I'm unsure what to think about what's going mm-hmm. on here. So. Well, and to be fair, there is no explanation of how she got there. Right. Uh, and within the episode, because from, I'm sure you've seen, like you said, some clips and stuff. There's not much beyond what's out there already. And what's out there already is there. Ezra goes into the world between worlds, but he enters like enters into it through in, in a sort of direct way. It's not sort of a metaphysical, you know, transcendental kind of way that like he gets there. It's no, he, yeah, right. he, yeah. So it's 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 um, it's not clear if that's the only way you can make it to the world between worlds. It's the only way we've seen uh-huh. and. I guess in in a sense, um, it could be also to your point in the way that um, Luke has to confront himself slash his side of what he thinks in Dagobah when he's, you know, goes into there and that's who knows what that place is like where he's at when he goes in there right same with ray when she's in the place that she's at and she sees all the other rays and stuff like where where's that place so right it could be something of that nature as well so we don't really know and and, and i guess that's part of um the the package of it all you, you don't have to necessarily know and question it to that um point of having to get a definitive answer it could just be mystical in and in and of itself in the way that the force is yeah i agree any other thoughts on this episode or ahsoka so um, far or your anticipation for the last three or any, yeah well um any worry oh, that they won't live was, up to what we just experienced <laughs> Well, before I get to that, there there were uh, a couple other little things I wanted to mention. One was just, you know, I, I don't know where you stand on it, but I did think the visuals were, uh, you know, right there. Mm-hmm. It, it just looked really good. And just in terms of, 
where the budget went, especially when you start to see uh, the Pergil, or as everyone loves to call them, Space Wells, um, towards the end of the episode. It's just everything looked great and i was like i, I yeah i would have loved to have seen this in the theater yeah <laughs> what'd you say no i agree visually the show is is on it like yeah. the way everything looks the, sh- the ships the the yeah the whales uh it it feels like i like they really poured a budget into this i mean but at the same time we mm-hmm. said that about andor which was all like shot on real locations and also looked fantastic but yeah, no, yep. this this looks quite good. And, I mean, if indeed a lot of this was shot on uh, the volume, um, they are doing a much better job on this show, sure. <laughs> like using the volume. Yeah, because sure. I'll be honest, until this very moment, as we're talking about the visual effects, I have not even been thinking about the volume as we watch this show, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about it a lot while we watched Obi-Wan, <laughs> unfortunately, just the way that show looked. Mm. No, I... Yeah. They're using it well. Yeah. And and to be fair, a little bit to Obi-Wan, I, I I could be wrong about this and then I take back everything I'm about to say. But I feel like maybe they had to rely on the volume a little bit more heavily than they even they may have wanted to because we were probably going through COVID at the time and they had to like really um, kind of be in a more secluded place where they can in controlled environment where they could be able to could be have yeah. it a little bit more so uh, i it's unfortunate that that was the case but right. yeah um it's it is what it is at this point but right. um the the other thing i wanted to mention was that there was one thing in the episode that made me smile and made me feel good in a way that it's hard to describe it really honestly it just sort of made me feel warm inside sort of thing and it's a simple line that you hear all the time and sometimes it hits in a way and sometimes it doesn't but in this particular time it hit and it was when Hera at the end of the episode and the music is going where it's going yeah and she says may the force be with you to Ahsoka and it just felt so star wars in a way that i can't describe because sometimes when there's somebody says it it's just like kind of whatever and then yeah it is what it just doesn't no, i don't know it doesn't do anything i agree and this time it. it did something yep no you're yeah. right it does but also that that kind of speaks to in a way the way this episode ends i mean it it felt like the end of the season to be honest like i <laughs> i could have felt like okay this is the end of this episode ahsoka season one and we'll have to wait to season two to see like like that's how it felt at the end and i'm like man we have three episodes left and now it's gonna is it gonna feel like the next three aren't gonna be enough i hope that's not Mm -hmm. the case but anyway yeah no that you're right the the way that line that line worked yeah yeah and i i guess for me these next three episodes honestly i i don't know where my expectation is if i'm being completely honest um i would want it to still be up to this level obviously mm-hmm. but at the same time i feel like i don't know that that will be it almost feels like i could easily see it sort of being a reset in a sense where 
it has to go back down to a, a, a lower level to build back up to, yeah. you know, eight. And so um, I guess I'm sort of it have an expectation that, okay, it's sort of like, you know, you just came back if you're if you're a kid to reference it in this way. You just came back to class from recess and you're still amped up. But the teacher's like, settle down, kids. <laughs> you got to get called calm again. And then so that's what it seems like it will be to me going into the next episode where it'll sort of be calm again and, and some more, um, not necessarily slower pace, but more uh, time sort of building up again. So that's kind of where I think uh, I'm, I'm there for the next at least two episodes up until episode eight. And obviously I'm anticipating it because I've every episode that's gone off, I've been like, okay, can Tuesday get here? <laughs> Cause I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, you're right. I think you're right. That episodes, at least, especially episode six is probably going to feel like a, almost a return to form of bringing things back down to build back up to eight. That makes sense. I, I hope it's not going to feel like, you know, this when the season is all said and done i hope it doesn't feel like that you know maybe feloni's like concentration was almost on like making that episode five and then the rest like really mm -hmm. none of the rest really kind of stand up to that and i mean in a lot of ways there's no way for them to because they're not going to be episodes like episode five episode five is just kind of something different like obviously these next three episodes aren't going to be like that, but I hope they still have a level of quality similar to what we got this week. Um, sound like you're I will say, that. yeah, I will say one thing I hope happens. Um, I'm hoping that Thrawn does return and not just return like, okay. Um, we get them for a couple episodes where there's not any forward momentum. I'm hoping he returns like, like maybe this next episode we're in that new galaxy. And by the end of that episode, we're back to our galaxy yeah. uh, or in the regular star Wars galaxy, because I want those last two episodes to be all right. Thrawn's here now. And that I would love to see, um, the new Republic, take a, a a big l um not necessarily because I, I you know i'm rooting for them to fall but because i feel like based on what we've been seeing they're asleep at the wheel once again <laughs> they've gotten complacent and and, and feel like oh he, he, there's no way he's alive like they're just completely dismissing it and so I feel like they need to be woken up and for him to come back and wreck shop, <laughs> that'll wake him up. <laughs> and so I right. think that that's what I would like to see is for him to come back and him to, um, you know, really go at them and, and make them take a big loss. So, yeah. yeah um, I was going to ask you before we wrap this up, like, you know, especially with Thrawn coming back, like you're describing, and it really being a mat. Like, obviously, the the New Republic is have is taking a bigger kind of uh, is a bigger focus in this show than we've seen in like the shows that we've seen in this space between 
uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, right? And so yeah, much, almost like we could have had a Rangers of the New Republic show, yeah, like. And but yeah, like so much so that we've seen some of the senators. We've seen she was a Chancellor Mothma um, mm-hmm. in this. You got an Organa uh, name drop. Right. And I mean, now that's kind of my question. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I've consumed some of the same books you have, not all of them, but like, I mean, Leia is fairly active in the New Republic, is she not? Like in this time, mm-hmm. so much so that if like we have a threat like Thrawn coming into the galaxy and like it's really a big, like turning into a big, like the New Republic versus Thrawn kind of thing, like, it almost will feel weird if we don't see Leia as much as I don't want to see Leia for reasons mm. yeah, that we all know, but because I don't want to see a recreated Leia in the show. Um, but at the same time, will it in what way, in what, in what way, when you say recreated, like, I don't want to, you mean I don't, using I, Carrie Fisher and right. de-aging her I don't, or I don't see a new actress come in and portray a, a, that version. Right. I don't want to see a, like a digitally created version of Carrie Fisher okay. playing Leia. Like, I think it could be done well, but for the most part, I'm now falling on the side of things here in the Star Wars universe where I really just mostly wish they would just recast parts. Like, uh, yeah. you know, even if Luke mostly worked for me in the, you know, the Mandalorian and then in uh, Boba Fett, uh, I would still, if it were up to me, they would have recast Luke. Um, and same with Leia. I would if they're going to use if they are going to show Leia in this. I hope it is a recast Leia. But I just from everything we've seen so far from you know Lucasfilm and Disney that I don't think they would do that. So I feel like if we see Leia, we're going to see a a digitally recreated version of her. Do you disagree? That's a tough one. Um, I, I I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying, and it's unfortunate because. Carrie is no longer with us to be able to speak her mind, whereas Mark Hamill has gone on record as saying that he'd be cool with someone actually taking on that mantle, right. you know, and playing a younger version. And I, in the way that they have the capabilities today, they can find probably someone that looks fairly close to how Mark Hamill looked back yeah. in the day to be able to... Um, fulfill that role and, and I think the same could be done for uh, Leia and the idea is that they won't most likely because they feel like there will either be pushback from the fans because oh how dare you replace Carrie Fisher and but then obviously the the idea of using her likeness and I, and I think her daughter Billy has allowed it in the past for because I think she has the rights for that to be able to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't want them to do it and do it bad. Right. If they were doing it and it was literally just a scene and it looked okay, I, I think I'd give that a pass. But if it's more than that, and she's supposed to be in the show in a, in a, you know, not necessarily a bigger capacity per se, but more than just one scene and multiple scenes, then, yeah, I would rather them recast and bring someone else in um, because then you can utilize that character again, like you said, yeah. 
um, in uh, in a season two or within the movies. Because how do you handle that part? You're doing a movie, um, and you don't have Luke show up somehow. Right. <laughs> so I don't know how that how that would work or why if Thrawn's that big of a threat and yeah, Luke's why not would there Luke or, not be you know, there? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think they need to just handle it as respectfully as they can and and. And sort of start that process and, and, you know, embrace it, I guess. Yeah, I I think it's still a possibility. I know some people point to what I think Kathleen Kennedy said about like, oh, the lesson they learned from Solo in terms of recasting. Even though that was said, I still feel like there's a chance that they could they could move in the direction of recasting some of these parts. And it's funny we're talking about that because like when we were in drag at Dragon Con, at one point in the hotel room, I remember I just put on the TV and I was trying to find something kind of some geeky kind of movie or something to put mm-hmm. on. And uh, I think Solo was playing on like TNT and I put Solo mm-hmm. on and I haven't really I have not rewatched Solo all the way through in a while. And I didn't watch the whole thing then either. I just kind of mm-hmm. had it on. I was getting a costume ready or something. And the the first scene comes up when he meets Lando and like that's just a perfect example like that casting he he donald glover just like he just nails uh lando like not i mean not not even the look and i don't even care about the look it's just the way the voice and the Mm -hmm. like it's just perfect like see like it can be done so well (laughs) like just just recast anyway yeah just recast i agree i agree anyway um anything else before we wrap things up no i i mean i'm looking forward to these next three episodes and seeing how it finishes and seeing where we go from there yeah same here i'm looking forward to it uh now that i'm back from con and on a regular schedule i can watch all of these episodes when they air on tuesday night with everybody (laughs) else which is nice um so i'm looking forward to these last three and uh, i'm sure we'll be back to talk about them because like you said there's not a lot to talk about right now so we'll probably be talking about more soka soon for sure yeah. Um, with that, as always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening and watching. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to leave any questions or comments down below. Make sure to like and subscribe and hit that bell icon to be notified whenever we go live or post any other videos in the future. With that, I'm Dave Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. Thanks for listening and watching, everybody. Bye-bye.